Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're here. To help you focus on Christ. Amen. Well, this week we're going to introduce a big topic. Big. 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 I mean, this is big. Um, but we're not afraid to attack the big. Even no, though we're, no, we're not afraid because even though we're small, God is big. big. You know, when I was uh, leading little kids in uh, junior worship, we used to do a song called, My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. And then the little boys especially love that little huh thing. So, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't feel like God is there. And, and people and our culture are asking this question, God, where are you? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I, I want to answer the question, but I want to turn it a little bit, okay? Because sometimes when we ask the question, we've got this notion of who God is and he's who we've invented. He's not who he is. And so we need to understand first, when we ask the question, who is God? So when you read the Bible, God's word, one of the things that is warned against, I think throughout the scriptures, idolatry. And uh, it's different maybe in those days and in these days, because they would make idols with their hands and uh, sell them and then worship the uh the graven image, so to speak. Uh, we don't do that, so to speak. We don't make an idol and worship the idol and give the idol a name. Maybe we do something worse. We create a God in our image, thereby making him something else, something other than who he is. Uh, I've always heard, John, if, uh, if you can figure out God, if you can understand God, then he's not God. Yeah, he's a figment of your imagination because he is altogether other. He is big. He is mighty. He is powerful. The psalmist in Psalm 8 says he is majestic. And it says, uh, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Yeah. Uh, so when you say, where is God? He's everywhere. Uh, what I think is uh, you should look into the uh, creation of God, the universe and see God. Um, here's what we, I used to do when I was a youth minister. You got to do things with youth because you can't keep their attention if you try to uh, just talk to them for a period of time. So I would take them outside. And you do this sometimes. Do this today. Go outside and uh, sit down and just look around you and just think with the intent of thinking about the creation and what you see. And maybe even how amazing the things you see are. Then lay down on your tummy with your face to the ground and just look into the grass, into the ground. What do you see? The smaller things, maybe an ant, maybe a blade of grass, maybe something like that. Then roll over on your back and look up. And what do you see now? And all of those things, whether it's around you or very close to you or up above you and far from you, all of it was created by God and for God. And you can see him. The Bible says the, the, the heavens declare the glory of God. Uh, how does it do that? By just being what it was created yeah. to be. Uh, stars, moon, sun give light. That's what they were created to do. And so you see God in that. So I know he is a majestic God. He's an amazing God. We need to let him be God. And uh, let him be maybe as big as he is. And then maybe he can take care of you. The other thing I would say, not taking all of the time here, though, no, you're fine, Jack. Is you as a doctor, 
Okay, we haven't told yeah. you that, but this man is a is a is a physician, and uh, so he's studied and he knows the body. Uh, he's um, really smart because he tells me all the things that are wrong with my body, and I look at him, not understanding a thing he's saying, but smiling and and graciously listening to how my body's supposed to work. Uh, that aside, uh, the eye, um, your your hand how you can reach down and pick something up. Uh, all of the things, the creation of your body, to me, speaks of a creator, of a designer, of a powerful, mighty, wonderful God. Uh, maybe you can speak to that better than I. Well, the word that comes to mind there is purpose. You know, we talked about this before, but you, when you see design, you think purpose, Okay. Um, Design you know, for a... Well, yeah, when Elon Musk, you know, made the Tesla, when he designed all of that and came up with that fancy car, it wasn't by an accident, and it, and it wasn't for just no reason. Um, it was it created with purpose. Um, and, and the same thing is true with, with all of creation. We were created with purpose, and so God is defined... Not by his creation, but by the fact that he is the creator. So that's part of it. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read a passage that speaks to me a little bit of who God is. And this is Psalm 8. Um, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You've made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You've made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That's how big our God is. Oh, man. Not only do I think about how big he is, but what he's done for us and the responsibility maybe that we have to him to take care of what he has created and what he has given us to take care of. I think it's an amazing thing. What do you think it means when he says that he made us a little lower than the angels? You know, I, I, you can you can think on that for hours. <laughs> um, and, you know, part of me is thinking when he's talking about this verse, that it, it, when he says, in the son of man, that you've made him lower than mm -hmm. the angels. <laughs> um, I read that as he's talking about how he's humbled Christ to the point of being the servant. And being able to die yeah. for our sin. Yeah, because he became human. Now, those reading that text when it was first written wouldn't have known that. I don't know if the psalmist knew that when they were writing those words. But this is a foreshadowing of Christ and his coming. Coming, coming down. Yeah, because... He is the son of man, mm. and God made him lower than the angels because he made him human. He emptied himself yeah. of deity and put on flesh. Yeah. That's good. Now, I think about um, oh, death, and I think about what people think that happens to them when they die. 
And uh, I can tell you for sure what happens to you when you die. You are in the presence of God. To be uh, passed away in this life is to be present with God. And then I also know through the study of the scripture that the angels are created beings and they basically are messengers and they're majestic too, in a sense, not to the level of God. Sure. But when people saw angels in the scriptures, they saw these majestic creatures that kind of like were in battle uh, regalia and they were uh, mighty in, in their appearance and people would fall down on their face afraid of the angels. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says that we're not going to be angels when we die. Uh, you know, we're not going to become an angel and sit on a cloud and hold a harp and have little wings. Behind just kind of like uh, it's a wonderful life. You know, we get our wings and we die. Uh, all misconceptions. Uh, the Bible says that the angels are jealous of us for one reason. Yeah. Because we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So we are going to be in the image of Jesus Christ. We're going to see him as he is. And the Bible says we're going to be like him. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, And we will give praise and honor and glory to God forever and ever and ever because we will be in the presence of God in a different form. That's kind of cool. That's super cool. That's that's unimaginable. It it takes me back to the verse I thought of earlier when we're going through this, and that is, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Um, Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? Um, How could we? No. No. No, we can't. We can't. (laughs) So it kind of makes sense of our former podcast uh, talking about suffering, struggle, pain. When you look at the end result of our lives, which is, being glorified in heaven with Christ, joint heirs with him, sitting on his throne, ruling and reigning with Christ in glory in heaven for heaven's sakes. The Bible says compared to that, our struggles are just not even worth mentioning. Right. So sometimes the things that the only thing we can pay attention to is the bad things that are happening. It's hurting so bad. And the Bible says, hey, compared to the glory of God, and where you're going and what's going to happen, these struggles aren't even worth mentioning. Light and momentary. Light and momentary trials. Yeah, yeah the, the Apostle Paul, he is the list. I mean, I've had this, 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 this. He goes through the more trials than, than Jack and I have had oh, combined. absolutely. And uh, he goes through the whole list and then calls them light and momentary yeah. troubles. <laughs> he was stoned to death, some people think. Yeah. yeah. He was actually stoned to death. And still got up and walked out of the town the next day. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing to think about uh, the, the majesty of God and how amazing he is and that he would want us and create us. You know, I think of Paul in the New Testament in Acts 17. He's in Athens and these people aren't really receiving his message because they've got dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of gods that they've created these false idols in these beautiful temples that they've made called the Parthenon in Athens. And Paul stands on this little hill called Mars Hill, looks over at these amazing temples and begins to talk to them about this idol that they had made and named it the unknown God, just so they wouldn't miss one, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, this unknown God, I want to tell you about him. And he says, you can't put God in a temple made with men's hands. He doesn't inhabit a place. Uh, He's not small. He made the temples. He made you. 
uh, you didn't make him. And uh, it's just this thought that God is so much bigger than many times we're able to give him credit for, uh, that, we're, that we do give him credit for. Let God be God. Amen. And don't try to make uh, a God in your own image, the Americanized God, you know, that's comfortable, that saves everybody, uh, that uh, is weak, a kind of mamby-pamby God, I call him. Mm-hmm. That's an idol. But uh, no, this, this passage says um, that he will... Uh, what is mankind that you are mindful of him? What are human beings that you care for them? They're saying, we are so small compared to God. How can God be so big that he would care for us? It's kind of an interesting thought. And he's both. He is so big and he cares for us. We're going to spend some more time talking about who God is, uh, the nature of God. Um, and then we'll get to God, where are you? Thank you for joining us on uh, Jack and John podcast. We hope to see you guys again soon. Uh, please send us your, your comments, things you'd like to hear about. Um, you can hit us at connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com. Um, please visit our website as well. It's jackandjohnpodcast.com. And you can also find us on social media at Jack and John Podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, contact us. Ask us questions. Let us know. We, we would want to love to engage you. with you. We want to get involved with your life and answer your questions as well, as best we can. <laughs>